Hayoyim Yoyim Yud Gimel Iyer, the 13th day of the month of Iyer, says the Rebbe. B'mincha Oymrim Tachnun. This afternoon, by Mincha, we are going to say the confession. We're going to say the Tachnun. What's the Chiddush? What's the Chiddush? What's the novelty? So basically, like this. As the Rabbi mentioned, tonight and tomorrow is what's called Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach. And the second Pesach, we do not say Tachron, it's a holiday. Now this itself is a controversial topic. It doesn't, it's not mentioned in the list in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Kufla Medalev 131, where it discusses the days we say Tachron or don't say Tachron. Over there it's not listed. It's not listed Pesach Sheni. And the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, Actually, we have up until Simon Kuflamid Aleph, and Kuflamid Aleph we have a few Sifim, but it's missing part of the Alter Rebbe, so we don't know what the Alter Rebbe says over there. But in any event, the Alter Rebbe in his Siddur writes, in his list, when he wrote a Siddur of days that we don't say Tachnon, he wrote, Pesach which is the 14th day of Iyar, which implies very clearly it's a Muchach, it's that uh, that the mincha before doesn't count, which a little bit makes sense because really it's even a novelty to say that tonight is a holiday. The way it was is on the fourteenth day of year they brought the carbon pesach in the afternoon of the fourteenth day of year after chatzos. Well, if you look in the the Alter Rebbe, he doesn't say biyoyim yudalid. He says biyudalid. In the Siddur. The Rebbe, by a Fabrengen, expressed a doubt about the night afterwards. What about the night of Tezvov? When they ate it, the Rebbe said he's not sure. By a Fabrengen, Pesach Sheni, Tashem Gimel, 1983, the Rebbe expressed a doubt. The night before, the Alter Rebbe, so many Minhagim say that the Mincha today do not say Tachlum. But they bring its Muchach and Shokhnar Harav that he holds Mincha Yudu. But to say, it doesn't say Yom Yudalot. I'm pretty sure. I just checked the city. You can check again. Right before Laminat Seach. I believe it says Yudalot, not Yom Yudalot. So, <clears throat> you're saying for Kriyash Shalomita. That's what the Rebbe was asking for the night of Tezvav. What about Kriyash Shalomita? But in any event, the, uh, the, so now, why, why in the Shulchan Aruch is it not mentioned? So this, you have it all over the place. The place. And I found something fascinating. The Nitte Gabriel brings it down. So you have both extremes. On one extreme, you have someone saying that it didn't have to list it because it's so obvious that you don't say Tachnon because it's a biblical holiday. It's a biblical holiday. How is it even... Of course you don't say Tachnon. It's mentioned in the Bible. It's not some rabbinic thing. Others say... What do you mean? When, when do you bring a Pesach Sheni? When, do, when does anyone bring a Pesach Sheni? When they miss the first one. Oh, when they missed the first one, but that's not enough. When the, when the congregation brought the first one in a state of purity, they brought it, and then some people were impure, and therefore they were pushed off to the second one. But what happens if the whole congregation is impure by the first one? Then everyone brings the first one, and we don't do a second one. So someone argue that since nowadays we're all tzmeimes, we're all impure from death, that we're all ele- ineligible. To bring the to, to go into the base of English. Therefore, technically, we were all obligated. We were all uh, if we would know where the place of the mizbech is. We're all able to bring the paschal lamb. It's obligatory, even in a state of tumah. Therefore, there is no pesach sheni nowadays. That's the uh, that's the other extreme. 
And others point out that even if there was a Pesach Sheini, by definition, a similar concept, by definition, let's say for whatever, cha- for whatever reason, the, 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 the nation of Israel, the, the majority of people didn't bring the first. And you don't bring the second. The second, by definition, is individuals, people, a minority, a minority who missed the first. It's not a celebration of the Jewish people. It's a celebration of those people, those individuals. And since when do we, you know, there's a lot of holidays that the Talmud mentions that certain families would bring a carbon on a certain day. It set, set aside, day, it gives you days on the calendar. It doesn't mean that we don't say Tachlan on those days, that it's not a holiday. So therefore we have these two opinions. And this is, and you have Achroinim in both sides. There are those who agree with the Alter Rebbe, that you don't say Tachlan on Pesach Sheini. The Siddur of the Shalach Kaddish, the Siddur of the Yavitz, Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, and so on. And then you have Achreinim who agree uh, that you don't. The, the Chazanish actually said, he said, Tachnon uh, on Pesach Sheini. But here's what I found fascinating in the Nitte Gavriel. He quotes from a Sefer, Itim Lebino, which is from the 1800s, which over there it says that in the Shachris of Yudal, of tomorrow, you, you, do, you do say Tachnon, because it's not the time yet to bring the Paschal Lamb. And then in the afternoon, Mincha, you don't, because when you bring it, and he writes, This is one of the big, it's known that this is one of the big tainus claims of the, of the Misnagdim, of the opposition to Chassidus, in the big Cherem that they made against the Chassidim in 1772, the excommunication and so on, one of their big arguments against the Chassidim is that the Chassidim don't say Tachnun on Pesach Sheini. Who knew it could be such a source of controversy? And he says, but now it's not just that they did it. Listen to this. And they make a a big feast. Like the rabbi mentioned, tomorrow we're going to eat matzah. The custom is to eat matzah. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Rabbi Label Groner testifies that the Rebbe would have matzah in the afternoon. Which is interesting, I there guess, obli- similar to the time of the, that they brought the Paschal Lamb. There are obligations tomorrow? It's no obligation, it's There's custom. The only obligation, obligation the only obligation is, like we're saying, according to the Altar of Shogunarach, is to celebrate by not saying Tachnum. Okay, not to say Tachnum. But there is a custom to eat matzah. To eat matzah. And Leopold says that when the Rebbe went to the oil, he fasted, so he didn't have matzah. He would have matzah on the night of Tezvav, on the next night, tomorrow night. In any event, um, so apparently, oh, so wh- wh- why were the Mestagdim so uh, hot and bothered? So he says, Because sometimes the fast of Bahab, Monday, Thursday, Monday, after the big holidays, comes out on Pesach Sheini. You understand? Bahab is a, fa- a very ancient fast, so in case we drank too much wine and we did... Uh, in discretion, we did the uh, wrong things over the holiday, so there's a three-day fast. So even when it came out on Bahab, the Chassidim were very careful, they kept Pesach Sheni. In any event, the Alter Rebbe says that we do not say Tachron on Pesach Sheni, but it's clear from the way he writes it, that Mincha of today we do. And like the Rabbi mentioned, it uh, makes sense, because even tonight, uh, it's a little bit of a Pella. Uh, why shouldn't I say Tachron tonight? What happened tonight? You can't bring a sacrifice tonight. But nevertheless, tonight is already part of tomorrow. But definitely tonight is not the same as tomorrow. And therefore, and, and I don't believe there's a custom to eat matzah tonight, for example. So therefore, for sure, it doesn't extend to this afternoon on, of the day of Yud Gimel that we would not um, say Tachnun. 
it is a little bit of a surprise. We know that a Pesach is brought in order to eat it, right? Let's say you, uh, let's say the owner of the of the sacrifice becomes impure. You don't spritz the blood. You don't spritz the blood for them. <clears throat> Um, because you know they're not going to be able to eat it. And it's a unique sacrifice where the main thing about the sacrifice is the eating, not the spritching of the blood. But yet the Rebbe says in a letter that the reason we eat matzah tomorrow and not tomorrow night is because the ikr is the beginning. The primary is the beginning, is the sacrificing of the uh, animal. Even though the, it's, the Rebbe quotes them in Hagi Munkash is also to be medactic to eat at the night of Tezvav, tomorrow night, and I mentioned that the Rebbe himself, Label Groner says, and whenever the Rebbe went to the oil on Pesach Sheini, which wasn't uncommon, the Rebbe would eat it on the night of Tezvav. But why is the Rebbe writing a letter that it's the Iker is the offering of the sacrifice? I could theorize that, um, let's say someone had a Paschal lamb brought on them on the first Paschal lamb. It was brought, it was, the blood was spritched on the altar, and then they became impure, they couldn't eat it. Then they don't have to bring a, a Paschal lamb, a second, the Pesach Sheni, because the obligation, the, 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 the moment where they've been liberated from kares, from the penalty of excision for, the, for bringing the Paschal lamb, was when the blood was spritzed on the altar. And therefore, and as far as Pesach Sheni is concerned, perhaps we could say the primary is the offering of the sacrifice, as opposed to the eating, which is why the meaning is the matzah tomorrow. Anyways, that's just the theory. Now for the, the rest of the yam yam, very quickly. <clears throat> we spent a lot of time on that. Rabbeinu Azakin ba'isim ha'shanim sh'ayayimer ma'imarim k'tzarim in the years, the Alter Rebbe, in the years that he would say short Hasidic ma'imarim, Hasidic discourses, they were very brief. He said the following, Amar da malamayla mimbach. He quoted a Mishnah in Ethics of Our Fathers where it says, know what is above you. Don't know what's above you. You know, in Yiddish, you call the Ebishter, Ebishter. You call God the one who's above. <clears throat> and the reason why it's a very powerful name for God is because whatever, you know, people make God in their image. So whatever, uh, however you define God, just go higher than that. Just know that he's higher than whatever your definition is for God. So that's why in Yiddish, you call the Ebishter, Ebishter. Anyway, so it says, know what's above you. And the Altareb said like this, You should know, he's putting the punctuation differently. Know that which is above, is from you. Know that everything in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly sphere, everything found above, comes from you. In the Sfirot, in the divine emanations, and in all the partsufim, the, the, the formulations, everything is from you. It's all dependent on the Avedah of man. Oh, so the Rebbe in Basi Lagani quotes this many times in the name of the Magid, but apparently the Alter Rebbe heard it in the Magid, and then here it's being quoted in the Alter Rebbe, because the Alter Rebbe said it. And, uh, but in any event, I, ultimately it's been found to be sourced in the Magid, and it's been attributed to the Magid. But here it's also attributed to the Alter Rebbe, which means that it, we know the Rebbe's famous word that how could you attribute something, how could someone not say something in the name of the original person? Because it means it became their modus operandi, it became, they've internalized it and it became their message. And what's more than the, the Derech of Chabad? What? A Talmud not? Oh, oh, oh. So the rabbi is saying a different heter. That you, there's some, sometimes you, someone says something, you know where they got it from. So you don't have to say it in their name. You know for sure who they're saying in the name. So if the Alter Rebbe said something, that's a nice vart. 
Al-Tarebbe said it, so you know for sure that he's saying it in the name of the Magid, because everything the Al-Tarebbe said is from the Magid. I, but then there's an additional word that if something you internalize and develop and make it your own, you could also become yours. What greater uh, theme uh, brings out the derech of the Al-Tarebbe than this, that everything is dependent on you, that it's not, uh, you have to do it yourself, avoid this Adam, um, and so on. And I, I think this could connect with uh, the beginning of the Hayyim Yayim about going into Pesach Sheni, that really the power of Pesach Sheni is that it's, it's dependent upon us, that we can make it happen. Even if you missed the first one, when God commanded, we have a power to recreate it. Everything, uh, Yid's power is, is very, very powerful. And we see this by the Pesach Sheni. The Jews demanded, why should we miss out? And they managed to create a new commandment. Right? Pesach Sheni is that we recreate, even though it's a weekday and everything, they recreate Pesach Sheni because they are ready now. Now is their time to be able to do it. Famous story. A chassid came to the Tzamech Tzedek and he said, say a maimer for me. And he said, I only say my maram on Shabbos. And he said that for me, when I come to the Rebbe, it's Shabbos. And he meant it and the Tzamech Tzedek said a maimer for him. So for that chassid, it was Shabbos. For him, it was Shabbos. He made it Shabbos because him coming to the Rebbe is Shabbos. So that's how it is in Avedis Adam that we should never think it's too late. We always have the power, that's the power of a Yid, to define and transform reality. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day.